0: This is the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Oh, yeah, let's do it. It's been a while, but we're back. We are here, week 17 in the NFL. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs on the final day of 2023. So let's get it popping. You know the vibes. 800 919 3776. We're on Twitter. I'm at Ty D Butler. He's at Brandon Jacobs27, and we are here to kick it with you for the next three hours. What's up, BJ? It's been a minute. What's going on, my G?
2: Man, life is great. Can't complain. Happy holidays to everybody out there. It's great to be back.
1: Feels good, man. Feels good. It's been a long time. I, I called you yesterday, check in. I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. it's, it's, I mean, can't get a tax, can't get nothing for my man's BJ. Like, what's up, bro?
2: <laughs> man, I, I was just... For me, man, I kind of stay away from my farm, man. I, I don't, I'll be chilling with my, I, I chill with my family, and my kids, man. I was just down in Louisiana with my family for five days. Just chilling, man. Just, you know, just staying out the way, man. That's, that's just about it.
1: I feel it. I feel it. Santa was, was good to you and the family?
2: Santa was great to my family and myself, man. Like, it, it couldn't be better. Um, you know, just, just great, man. Just a just you know, overall solid holiday, man. Everybody was happy. Everybody had smiles on their faces. You know, it was good, bro. I can I cannot complain at all. I,
1: I love it. The only thing we we complain about is the fact that we sit here uh, on the final day of the year, uh, looking to usher in some uh, positivity, some uh, some some good some, some good feelings, some joy with two football teams, with, I mean, literally nothing to play for. And, of course, uh, at some point during the show, guys, uh, we, we typically just do all NFL, but there was a big trade in the NBA yesterday. Uh, so we will get into R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel, quickly going to Toronto in exchange for O.G. Ananobi. Uh we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, but let's start here, Brandon. Uh, Thursday night, I watched the Jets just embarrass themselves once again in prime time. They're now 1-5. Uh, In that situation, losing to the Browns, disgusting performance today. We've got the Giants uh, against the Rams, and, you know, Jordan Renan just tweeted out that rookie (laughs) Deontay Banks, who I I thought was having a a a really good season, something to give Giant fans encouraged about, uh, not expected to play today. He is questionable Mm. with a shoulder injury, and it's a tough spot because we know that the – offensive explosion potential of that Rams team with the uh, Cooper Cup and Puka Nakula. So that's going to be a challenge for the Giants to overcome. But, BJ, man, like we never thought we would be here. You, you had the Giants in the NFC Championship game. I had the Jets in the AFC Championship game.
2: And look where we are, bro. You know why that is? Why is that? Because we make decisions off of bias. <laughs> that's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> you don't say. Yeah, we make it because we're biased and we want our teams to be good. Now, me, Ty, I don't know about yourself, but my, but me, I actually had a reason to put my Giants in the NFC Championship game because we did go to the division around last year in the playoffs. We played pretty solid. I had no idea that this New York Giants team would take such a big-time drop from last season to now. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. I, I had no idea. So your your optimism – your prediction was rooted in you know tangible evidence right like you'd seen your team last year with literally zero expectation of doing so mm-hmm. go A new to the coach. play yeah new coach mm-hmm. Uh, quarterback who coming into that season, we really didn't know what we were getting from. It, it, all facts pointed to maybe moving on from Daniel Jones, and then he has his career year not only getting to the playoffs, but they win a playoff game. So that makes sense. And
2: I. going and they give him $160 million. <laughs> like Daniel Jones about to come out this thing. He yeah. better the scoreboard up. DJ, you know, Danny Dimes.
1: Saquon's back.
2: Saquon's back. He's going to be healthy. Our line is good. Line block pretty good last year. They're going to give Danny some time. We just got the new the new wide receiver, Jalen from Tennessee, playmaker, you know, along with Slayton, you know.
1: Darren Waller, uh, you just Darren traded Waller. for him. Darren
2: Waller. We loaded, baby. <laughs> Here we go.
1: And, and unfortunately, <laughs> we saw on full display, and it was actually just it, – it, it was dreadful because you know we know how much you despise that team in Dallas. Yes. So, so, I mean, so for you to start the season, national television, NBC, my boy Brandon Jacobs punching his pillow, watching his, uh, watching the Cowboys dust the Giants forty to nothing. So I mean, you had reason to be in coverage. Mine was rooted in, I guess, like the theoretical uh, form of acquiring a four time MVP. Hall of Famer, it was all pixie dust, it, it, it amounted to be. But, you know, it, it's very disappointing. So I'll ask you this, and I'm in, I, I'm intrigued to see what the audience has to say at 800 Which team do you think had the more disappointing season? Because they're both in the same place. They stink. Uh, at, you know, times this season, both, both teams embarrass themselves. But which team do you think was more disappointing this year.
2: The Giants, hands down, Giants way more disappointing than the Jets season. There's no question about it. I got to go with the Giants because of just I shouldn't just because of the prior year alone. I got to go with the Giants, and the Giants made some roster spots move. They had all of us thinking that everything was going to be great. Um, yeah, definitely the New York Giants.
1: So I. I would be inclined to go with the Giants because that that should be the answer. As as we just talked about, made the playoffs last year, and to essentially be eliminated five weeks into the season is very disappointing. But I think just because the expectations, whether you agree or disagree, you know, Vegas had the Jets with the six best odds to win the Super Bowl to start the year. So I, I think the fall being that much more precipitous for this team. And seeing it all just come apart, and now you're questioning uh, if you have a head coach. You, you want the GM can. Like there's a lot more. Uh, there's a lot more fire that has to be put out. It has to be extinguished with the Jets team that started with higher expectations, which is why I would say they had the more disappointing season. Mm. Well,
2: you know, I, I I could definitely see where you're coming from. You know, you guys got 80, you know the Jets got Aaron Rodgers in. Everything was going to be great. They got a quarterback now. First time in New York, you know, the first time. Jets have a real, you know, quarterback, you know, in a very long time. Um, you know, I could see you guys had a running game. Uh, defense, which did, which no one really knew the defense was going to be as great as they are, as, as as they were, you know, this year, you know, before the season even kicked off. That defense was knocked knockdown drag out, man. Like, but, um so I could definitely see, you know, Vegas' move because because any time a quarterback you insert a a four time MVP uh, a future Hall of Famer into a roster that changes their odds right away. So I could see how you know that went that way.
1: Yeah, and then I I look at at the perspective and how it changes because remember when we were previewing the season, I, whether or not you bought into the hype of the Jets, what you knew was if they fell short. One of the reasons, in addition to like their own internal issues, offensive line, uh, questions about the head coach, one of the reasons that they could have misfired was because of how loaded the AFC was, particularly when you look at the quarterbacks. And you know whether it's been injury or teams failing short of expectations, not living up to their hype, the AFC, man, for the most part, I guess outside of the Ravens, who I think might be the best team in football, it's pretty wide open because Kansas City. That doesn't look like the same team. They can't score points. Their offense has just, just been anemic, and they badly to me miss Eric Beany more than it's you know more than it being about the personnel. It's the same personnel essentially outside of Juju Smith uh, Juju Smith Schuster uh, that won the Super Bowl last year. You've mm-hmm. got uh, injuries to you know, Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Right with the Bengals, uh, Trevor Lawrence now dealing with an injury. Even prior to the injury, uh, the Jags had been struggling. You've got you know the Bills prior to this last run had been disappointing. Miami is a really good team. Just got their first uh, legitimate Real win, win uh, mm-hmm. last weekend uh, uh, against the Cowboys. So you know there are uh, the Browns, right? Like they, it, J- Joe Flacco's story has been awesome, but you figured that the ceiling would be higher had Deshaun Watson become the, the quarterback he was in Houston. And none of that has materialized, which is why if you're the Jet fan sitting here today, it, it's a lost season, a lost opportunity, not just because of your own issues, but because of the way that the AFC actually played out. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I'll tell you what, the AFC has definitely had uh they, they are, Great teams this year. I think it was. I think the NFL overall was a lot has a lot of had a lot of real like parity. Like you don't know who's gonna win these games, you know when when they lined up unless the Jets or Giants was, you know was in those games. <laughs> <Right. But, laughs> that sounds so bad to say about your team, but man, it was just so. I mean, you got to keep it up. You got to keep it
1: hundred, right? You got to keep it a stack.
2: Absolutely, and that's what I was saying. You know, like the AFC. I mean, the, you know, you got Cleveland up there. You got you got Cleveland up there, you know, uh, with a re- you know having a you know a really good season. Uh, Jacksonville, like you said before, was doing really well. Uh, it's just it's just it's just great though to be able to you know to be able to see all of this man and to be a part of the NFL and and you know just just watch some of these teams, you know, just play dominate get better and, you know, do and do things the right way, man. It was, it was a really good season.
1: So who do you think right now is the best team in the AFC? I, I think it's Baltimore. I mean, and I'm not, you know, exactly breaking news here. They've got the best record, and Lamar probably is going to win the MVP. They can lock up the number one seed uh, if they beat the Dolphins in this game today. Uh, no Jalen Waddle. Looks like uh, Raheem Mostert's not going to play in this game as well. Tyreek banged up. Uh, so the so the Ravens at home should win this game. But who do you think is the best team in the AFC? Oh
2: man, I'm 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 gonna say this, and I think because of momentum and be getting hot at the right time, I gotta go with Cleveland, man. Really? Yeah, I gotta go with Cleveland because I mean, if you look at some of the things that they're doing, you know, offensively with a with a quarterback that's I don't know how many strings back, you know. He wasn't even on the team at the beginning of the year. So well, he
1: forts, he's their fourth stringer. Fourth string quarterback.
2: Well, <laughs> yeah. no, it's Joe Flacco. So let's not take credit away from Joe because Joe's been there. He's won the Super Bowl. You know, he's been on the team with a lot of great leaders, you know, throughout his time when he was in Baltimore. So we know he know how to lead a team. Um, and, you know, he's, he's done great. For for Cleveland, you know, you know, put them in great positions to, to 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 be successful on offense and the defense of Cleveland. We already know that defensive line is one of the best defensive line in the league, in the league. So I mean, I I just think they have the the right type of players and coaches to to take advantage of this momentum that they're having, and and, and might be able to make a run in the playoffs. Man, I'm, I'm just saying like that's just just from getting hot at the right time. I got to go with Cleveland, but Baltimore is your is your is your more consistent, better team in the AFC? And, and think
1: about exist. that if, if, if we get Joe Flacco returning to Baltimore in a playoff game, Browns at, at Ravens in the NFC, we could potentially get you know Stafford returning to Detroit. Uh, if the Rams get in they play the Lions so that that could create some some juicy storylines uh, on the Browns real quick and I guess the Ravens are involved in this too. So just looking at it through the lens of the Jet fan like I am, the Browns' parallels to the Jets have to have you feeling just so depressed because that's a team like the Jets on their fourth-stream quarterback. That's a team like the Jets with a great defense. That's a team like the Jets experiencing some injuries on the offensive line. That's a team like the Jets that have suffered you know, some, some catastrophic injuries. injuries like the Browns yeah. lost Nick Chubb uh, in Week 2. Amari uh, Cooper didn't play this last week. We saw Elijah Moore go out. Hope he's okay. Um, but this team, because of resiliency, because of great coaching, were able to get to 11-5, and five, clinch a playoff spot, and the Jet fan has to be thinking, if they could experience those same circumstances that we did, why could that not have been us? So you're going to have to watch them potentially go on a run thinking that if your team had, had any semblance of you know legitimacy – Incompetence, competence, uh, that, that could have been you. And then the Ravens, Brandon, uh, if Lamar Jackson takes them on – a, because that's the only thing missing from his resume. He's already, he's already got an MVP. People can't go all in on Baltimore just because you just see a different quarterback once the playoffs roll around with Lamar Jackson. But if he takes this team on a run, there are going to be so many Jet fans relitigating what happened last offseason and saying, man – Y'all should have made a bigger play for Lamar. That was the guy. He's younger. You could build your team better around him because the championship window would be open longer. So it's it's just gonna be tough to watch if that happens. Thinking that you know that's a guy you could have had. He he had signed a non-exclusive franchise tag, so anyone could have negotiated with him.
2: Right. Last night, I'm gonna take it a step farther than that, Ty. Um, just Joe Flacco, when the whole injury happened with yeah, with with. Uh, Aaron Rodgers at the beginning of the season. Joe Flacco was on the he was on the streets. He with reached his thumb out up. to them, yep. right? He was on the streets with his thumb up, ho- hoping to be picked up. He had opportunity to get a guy who now you lose Deshaun Watson, you lose all of your quarterbacks pretty much, and this guy get picked up later on in the season. And now Cleveland is 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 on the run. <laughs> you know they're on the run. Like you had opportunity to get Joe Flacco, and to think that. You, you had that opportunity and passed it, and, and the only crutch of your team was, pre, was, was pretty much your quarterback and, and sometimes your inconsistent line play. But I think all NFL lines have that every other – you know, on some Sundays, inconsistent line play. It's almost hard to be great all the time, you know, because it's the NFL. But they had a chance to go get Joe yep. Flacco, and they didn't.
1: They did not. He's Brandon Jacobs. I'm Ty Butler. We're rolling. It's the final day of 2023, so we want to spend it with you guys. We're on until 2 o'clock. It's week 17 in the NFL season. Despite the Jets and the Giants not playing for anything today, there's still some interesting storylines. We'll go around the football uh, just because I- I've got strong opinions on a lot of things. We saw a game last night end in controversy uh, between the Lions and the Cowboys that had significant playoff implications. And yeah, we if need you're to talk about Detroit. That. Yeah, I got to get your perspective on that because you played so you understand, you know, the nuances and the minutia of, you know, calling, uh, reporting in eligibility to, to the officials. So we'll get into that. Uh, we've got uh, the controversy happening in Denver to me that is such a disgrace for football and for the Broncos. I can't wait to talk about that. And then we've got some big games today, Ravens, Dolphins, the Chiefs. Uh, looking to get back in the win condom. They've been struggling. Uh, your boy Antonio Pierce, man, has got the Raiders uh, in playoff contention. So that's what But will exciting. they give him
2: opportunity, though? Like what they, really, they give AP opportunity in, we'll in, see. Uh, in Vegas?
1: We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But, you know, still a lot to do as we take your phone calls. 800 919 Eagles, of course, playing a big game today. Uh, they got to win out to, uh, to get this uh, division locked up. But a whole lot to do. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN. Let's go to the phone calls. We talked to uh, Jay in Newark, who is going to bat lead off for us. What's up, Jay? Hey, man, happy New Year's to both
3: of y'all, man. How
1: y'all doing? Thanks for taking the call. Same to you, man. What's going on?
3: Yeah, so I just wanted to weigh in and, and just uh, dis- uh, disagree with you guys. The Jets, I'm a Jets fan, and I'll tell you the highs of getting a Hall of Fame quarterback at last to so lose them in four snaps because we didn't address the offensive line to so then lose as much as we did because we didn't address the backup quarterback role. Then you got a guy who calls you and says, Hey, I'm available. He knows your system. He played for you the year before and then see Joe Flacco take Cleveland to possibly a playoff. And even a for, I think they're still in the running for, for a, a buy. That is like salt in the wounds all season long. you guys, the Giants at least had the veto and, and some of that love. We got nothing this year except like just punches in the chest. Um, I wanted to ask Brandon a quick question, and y'all probably will touch on it. But um, Russell Martin, to, um, Russell Wilson to the Giants, Brandon, is that something that you see as a good move for the Giants, or, or stay away from them altogether?
2: Well, I, I'm gonna say this, man. I, <laughs> uh, um, I never even thought about that. Uh, I don't think Russell Wilson is going anywhere but I think it'll be given the fact that he's, on, you know, that he's on the end, of, you know, the end of his career going toward the end of his career. I think the Giants need more of a quarterback to build with the future. So I don't I don't think that I, I don't think that move I don't think that move for the Giants to be very smart.
1: Yeah, well, he's definitely done in Denver, but I I agree with you. That t- doesn't feel like uh the direction they should be going and given uh where they are in their I don't want to say rebuild, but where they are in their timeline. Russell Wilson is a quarterback who, if you still believe in him, it's only because you think that your team is, you know, still capable this year of winning a cha- or next year of winning a championship. And I don't think the Giants feel that way. He said he wanted to disagree with me. No, he's agreeing with me. I, I think the Jets' season is more disappointing. I said it's interesting because it should be the Giants who were just in the playoffs, but just because of the of the uniqueness of what. Uh, the all season was for the Jets. I think they definitely had, I mean, without question, a more disappointing season. Let's hit Lee in Long Island. What's up, Lee? Hi, Brandon. How you guys doing? What's up, bro? Uh, I We're also right. wanted
0: to talk really quick about. The, I want to talk about the Jets. Do you have time for a quick Brandon Jacob story?
1: Oh, let's do it, man. We always got time <laughs> oh, okay. for Brandon okay. so, Jacob
0: stories. Awesome. So, a very good friend of mine, huge Giants fan. He actually flew out to Arizona to see you in the Super Bowl. Uh, his wife gets him as a gift at, a, at an auction a Super Bowl game-worn Brandon Jacobs jersey. It's framed, it's authenticated, it's beautiful. <laughs> Ty, have you ever seen the size of the jerseys that a guy like Brandon Jacobs wears? It doesn't look like it would fit a toddler. I don't know how you breathe in that thing, dude. I cannot yeah, believe tight. how small that jersey is. It's tight, dude. It, I, yes. I don't know how it fits over you. And I, and I want to be very clear. I am not the size of Brandon Jacobs. I am far from it. I don't think I could have put it on without pants on. It was unbelievable how small it was. I thought it was fate for,
2: uh, for the first time I saw it. I think but, I know uh, your buddy, man. I, I think I actually had a text conversation with, with him once before about that jersey and a whole that, lot of yeah, things about yeah, well, it. I wouldn't doubt it, wouldn't doubt yeah. it. So <laughs> uh,
0: about the Jets, um, I, I, there's so many things you could talk about, but it's so funny you brought up about trying to get Lamar in the offseason. Everybody talked about – well, you have to give up two first-round picks, and you have to pay that big contract. But then they traded for Aaron Rodgers, and they basically gave up a second and what they thought was going to be a first-round pick, and they ate his whole contract. But they got it for a 40-year-old coming off of his worst season ever rather than getting uh, uh, a 26-year-old who has 15 years ahead of him. And it's mind-blowing how much um, uh, Joe Douglas and Robert Sala, who, by the way, Robert Sala should go back to being on a team, That's the best team in the league and so it can mask, uh, as a defensive coordinator, so it can mask all of his coaching deficiencies because every week he gets outcoached. Every single week he gets outcoached. And the (laughs) 85 Bears, the second coming of the 85 Bears that we see every week that get embarrassed in Miami, that get embarrassed by Joe Flacco, that get embarrassed every week, Uh, it's like the last caller said, it's sickening. It's salt in the wound. And Makai Becton, I just got a vent on that one. I don't know if you know this. The guy's given up 11 sacks, and he leads the team in penalties.
1: Yeah, I like the, that combination. That, like, that is the height of just. It, that's the height of, of trash. And I appreciate the call. Like to be to be that bad. And, and the other night with Becton, I, I like I, I I couldn't really fault him for getting destroyed by Miles Garrett. I mean, you're talking about one of the best defensive players, uh, best pass rushers in, in the NFL, and they've got him in one-on-one coverage. Uh, against him, what 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 to me was more startling. What was more infuriating were were the penalties. Three false starts. This guy's the most penalized tackle in all of football, and he just mentioned the, the amount of sacks he's get he's given up leading uh, leading the league. So you now, and, and by the way, that's Joe Douglas's first ever draft pick. That twenty twenty draft is a complete wash. It it it's a mess. Brandon, the thing I will say. That works in the favor of the Giants, as far as this question is concerned. We're talking about which team had the more disappointing season. They've righted the ship, in a sense of they 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 stopped getting embarrassed and blown out in these games, and they actually had a three-game winning streak with Tommy DeVito. I, we also mm-hmm. got to get your thoughts on that because we 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 hadn't spoken. The Giants not getting embarrassed, <laughs> meanwhile the Jets. I mean, week after week, it's the blowouts, it's the penalties, it's it's just a mess for them.
2: Yeah, well, I, know, I I think the Giants made huge steps, you know, huge strides throughout the season since you know when losing forty to nothing to the Cowboys, and you know, just game after game after game after game after game. You know, when Devito came in, it was a breath of a breath of fresh air. Yep. Right, I'm trying I say that it's something new. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a new guy. He, had, he kind of reminded me of that Brock Purdy, uh, cat, you know, you know, character. Just coming around, him being from Jersey, everybody buying in on on old Tommy. You know, and uh, just everybody just, you know, loving. okay, this guy's won one game. Okay, they put him in because first they put him in the game and they lost and they wouldn't let him throw the ball. I don't know if you remember that, but they wouldn't let him throw the ball.
1: I, I, of course I remember That was the Jet game.
2: Yeah, wouldn't let him throw the ball at all. So, came in the next week. Let him throw it a little, you know. They, they, you know, let him throw it a little bit, and he ended up ripping off three straight, and he got some momentum going. Giants fans are happy again. Everybody's posting, you know, Tommy D on, on on Instagram, talked about him on Twitter, and just going, just going and going, and then he 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 just last week uh, came out and didn't didn't look so great. Um, Tyrod Taylor comes in, and he, you know, he. he he makes some magic in the game. I think we should have won. We should have beat the Eagles. But um, you know, I I just think the Giants had up and down, but definitely much better from getting blown out. You know, just making strides to get better. You know, players came out, coaches came out, showed they they actually care. You know, they they had some dog in them. So I mean, it it was it, it was good to see. You know how they bounce back. You know with the you know with the, like being in a different quarterback situations.
1: Coming up next, I vehemently disagree with this uh, decision the Giants made to go back to Tyrod Taylor. We'll talk about that, get Brandon Jacobs' thoughts on it as well. And, of course, continue to take your phone calls, 800 Giants, Jets on the table. We will talk some Knicks uh, in the next hour. Made a big trade this weekend. So still a whole lot to do as we march toward 2 o'clock. Ending this year strong, 2023. Man, did it fly by right here on 9870 ESPN.
0: Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacob Show on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Little Notorious B.I.G. on the program. Sky's the limit. Tom Bauer bringing it way back. Tom, what made you play this song? You're a hip-hop fan? I, I've, uh, yeah, I,
0: yeah, I I, admire hip-hop. I respect it. Um, I, no. I like Biggie he, as an artist, struggled. so I just nah. figured, you know
1: what? Let's give the people a little Biggie this morning. You're not a hip-hop fan. You struggle to get
2: that out. <laughs> I admire it.
1: What, what, what it's a yes or no question, fam.
0: Okay, let, okay <laughs> let, let me break it down this way then for you. There
2: we go. Break it down for him, baby. <laughs> Let's hear it. Come on, All right. what's going on? So,
0: I didn't initially grow up with hip-hop. I okay. started listening to it in high school, and that's when I started to really kind of become more of a fan of the genre, and I started to dive a little bit deeper into it. Do I know the history of hip-hop? No, absolutely not. But do I respect the artists that— are associated with hip-hop, such as Biggie. Yeah, absolutely. There so. you go.
1: That's a yeah. lot better. See, see, Brandon? Sometimes all you need is a redo, man.
2: All you need oh. is a redo?
1: Because that, that was a better answer than what so you started So you had an opportunity
2: with. to get a redo. You know, sometimes yeah. there ain't no second chances in life, man.
1: Sometimes it's not. But see, that's a that's a great talking point for today. It's the final day of the year. So anything that you did wrong that you have an opportunity to correct before we get to 2024, just redo it. <laughs> just if you can, you can. If, if you, you can. can, we've got, what, twelve uh, 11 hours and 23 minutes left uh, in this year. So get it done. Get it done. 800-919-3776. Just uh, some quick news uh, uh, just as far as the NFL uh, is concerned. Ian Rappaport is putting out on Twitter, Von Miller, no injury uh, status, is inactive, so he's a, a, a healthy scratch today. Curious decision uh, for Buffalo. The Commanders are actually going to have to go back to start Sam Howell today because, remember, he was benched uh, in favor of Jacoby Brissett, but he appeared on the injury report this week, so um, he is not going to be uh, the starter in this game. It looks like uh, Howell's going to start, and then Jake Fromm's going to be the backup. Uh, he's also saying the Steelers' quarterback situation is up in the air. Uh, but worth noting, Kenny Pickett is the starter. Uh, meanwhile, DK Metcalf uh, is expected to play in this game today. We mentioned with the Giants, no Deontay Banks. Uh, he had actually been having a really good season. I wanted to see him match up against uh, uh, Puka and Cooper Cup today, but we are not going to see him in this game today. Looks like he's dealing with a shoulder injury. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Back to the phone calls we go. It's my guy Buddha and the BX, the boogie down. What's up, baby?
4: What's going on, baby? How y'all doing? Happy New Year, man.
1: Yo, same to you, man. Same I love year, the, bro. Love the energy, bro. You, you bringing it on the final day of the year. Love it.
4: Yeah, I mean, listen. What can we do? <laughs> we fall down, but we get up. That's just... Oh,
1: there we go. <laughs> Little Donnie McCurklin. You know, I, I like it. I like it.
4: You know something? Listen. I'm like Tom. You know, I admired Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> the only problem was... I wanted Lamar Jackson, like you said, over old man Logan. But, I mean, the point is moved at this point. You know, we got him, he's here, and we're stuck with him for another year. We'll see how that plays out. But, you know, you guys were talking about something, and and it it was so true. You you know, and, and Brandon, you're right. We all know when a team gets hot right before the playoffs, I mean, magical things can happen. You've been on one of those teams. Uh, So when we talk about Joe Flacco and the Browns, and how that relates to, you know, in comparison to, to the Jets. Obviously, they're better coached than the Jets. Obviously, they're better GM than the Jets. And they've had all the same injuries and everything, and they've stepped up and the Jets have stepped down. But to me, another comparison that could develop between the Browns, let's say they do go on that magical playoff run, and I, I think Lamar and them, you know, they're going to have home field advantages throughout. This is their best chance to get to the Super Bowl with, yeah. with the Chiefs being where they are. You know, second MVP for Lamar. This is a watershed moment in his career, and, and I'm rooting for him. And I think they'll get there. But with the Browns, you know, let's say the Browns do get to the Super Bowl and they do win. Now they go from being a parallel to the Jets to being a parallel to where the Eagles were a few years ago. And, mm-hmm. then you got the conundrum. Now you got Joe Flacco. Win a Super same Bowl. Same yep. took, took the team to the Super Bowl and see Doug Peterson went back to Carson West. They had that money invested in him. Now you're looking at Stefanski and you're looking at Deshaun Watson. You got to be real careful with that. And I know money supersedes everything, Mm -hmm. but let's call a spade a spade. Deshaun Watson is not the same player, and it's not physical. It's mental. He's had injuries and all that, but even when he wasn't injured, he does not look like the same guy. And, you know, he shot himself in the foot. His self-inflicted wounds. You know, you can only feel sorry for him to a certain extent. But, look, man, you know, if I'm a player in that locker room and Joe Flanco gets us to where we need
1: to go. Molly Cooper had 230-something yards receiving last 260, week. Like, 265, 265 Buddha. It was come 265, on. man. Two, appreciate, appreciate the call, Buddha. That's a great point. It was 265. A Browns franchise record, and I guess the thing that Wentz had going for him back in uh, what 2017 was, you know, prior to him tearing his ACL, he was the MVP of the league, and you know he was a uh, a high pick, of course, um, and you had invested in him. He looked great when he did play, whereas uh, Deshaun Watson last year, where they go three and three with him, didn't look great, and then this year the struggles, the injury so. That's a good point, Brandon. Like, what do you do if you're the Browns? If you go on a magical run, how do you next year go back to Deshaun Watson?
2: Easy. You go back to him because you did it. You could, because you did the the dumbest thing in NFL history and gave this man every bit of his 200 or whatever it is million dollars guaranteed. You got no choice but to go back to him. But again, you owe him the money anyway. So do you just go without him and win, or? Give him another opportunity because they haven't been great with, your time, with, with Deshaun Watson. I, I take my hat off to him and his agent for getting this deal. Um, they're going to be paying this man for the next, you know, if they were to cut him and get rid of him and move on from him, mm-hmm. they're going to be paying him for a long time. But, you, so, but you,
1: you've been in the locker room, so it's a, it's a, a great question to ask you. What, does, what do those players in the locker room, um, how do they feel? If that's the decision you're making, you're going back to a guy who clearly was ineffective. And you, the only reason why you're, you're going at, in that direction is because uh, of the, uh, the money you paid. And where, you know, Joe Flacco is uh, what, what creates the issue for Flacco is that his age. But, you know, if he goes out there and, and gets them to a, cha- a championship game or a Super Bowl, like how, how would that sit for you if you're in that locker room?
2: Well, I want to go back with Joe. I want to start the season off next year with Joe. I want you to give Joe some I want you I want you to give him a one-year contract, a, a one-year uh contract for the next however many times, you know, he can be great, you know, like okay, he, he he we make that run. So let's give him a one-year contract with 24. Make another run. Let's give him a one-year contract with 25. Let's <laughs> just keep going with one-year contracts that, you know, worth worth about 30 million. But do they have that in their budget with paying Deshaun Watson as much as they're paying him? That's gonna that's gonna set that team back tremendously when it comes to you know salary cap, unless it's all loaded in all kinds of different ways that they can I don't know how his contract is worded. I don't know how it is, but just the number of it just sounds like it's gonna be it's it's gonna be real tough on a cap for Cleveland.
1: That's it, D in Queens. What's up, D? What you got for us? What's going on, Ty? How you been, man? Yeah, I've been good, man. I've been good. How you doing? How's the family? Everybody good? Yeah,
4: I'm chilling, man. You know, you said something, it being the end of the year. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to say what I've been hinting at for years about the Jets, and specifically the owner. The Jets are where they are because they refuse to have a black quarterback on the roster. It's called what it is. It's why they don't take Lamar. Is why they didn't draft Deshaun Watson. It's why they didn't want Jacoby Brissett on the roster this year when he had multiple opportunities to get him. Let's call it what it is. I mean, they, they did they draft
1: Geno G- Smith, uh, D.
4: After Geno Smith, yeah, yeah, that's Highlander. There can only be one. Let's call it what it is. Let's stop, let's stop being around the bush. The well, I don't know. I don't. When he was overseas, when he got overseas, he got in trouble for being racist. Let's call it what it is. I mean, they also had, they
1: also had Quincy Carter. I, I, D, I, I appreciate the call. You you know, I am the first person uh, to be screaming about you know racial inequality just because it it, it is something that's you know, uh, it, it's something that matters a lot to me. But I I don't think it's that. I, I just feel like this you know this organization. For whatever reason, it's just gotten it wrong at the quarterback position. I'm, I'm not giving up on the Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers dream. I will say it doesn't look good.
2: Oh no, I'm, I'm d- not allowing you. I'm not going to gonna let you with. give up on it because you talk too much trash about getting. <laughs> so I'm not letting you give up on him. You're gonna, you gonna sit in here and you're gonna go Aaron Rodgers. We're gonna do that. I'm not what do you make
1: about what he, what he just said? I, I don't, I don't really think that that was. Uh, Man, you, you know, know,
2: I kind of see, I, I kind of see if there is right, and I, I, I don't. I don't fault any owner or any whoever wants to, you know, draft or bring certain certain color quarterbacks in. Uh, it's just the culture of players are different. Black players are different than white players. Black players want to be in the limelight, right? They want to be out. They want to be seen. They want to go out. They want to do stuff. That That's how I was when I played. That's how all the other players was when I, you know. But when we were out, but when we were out together, we barely ever seen you know any of our teammates that didn't look like us because they didn't really. We all loved each other. Now don't like don't get me wrong. We just had different, different you know hobbies and do doing like different things. So I've always said this. A lot of teams won't draft a black quarterback because of the the, the being in out and about. Like I say, I, I I feel like the the Giants would have had a heart attack if Eli Manning would you know would have been in clubs every week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I I think they would have had a heart attack if if he would have been out in clubs every week, you know, dropping fifteen twenty thousand 20,000 on tables, you know, drinking and like doing stuff, you know, of, of, of that nature. So I'm thinking that 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 may be why, you know, teams don't want to do it because they don't want that type of guy to lead their team. I don't know why. They wouldn't. I don't see no otherwise. But there's a lot of black quarterbacks coming out of uh, college. It's, it's, I mean, black quarterbacks are gonna take over. I, I think every team. I think most of the teams coming in next year are gonna have some sort of black quarterback on their roster. I do yeah. believe that. But I don't know why some teams never get one. I, I, I couldn't. You know. Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. is not a bad city. He's doing what he's supposed to do. He don't get in any trouble. He's always on you know he's on time for stuff. You don't ever hear anything negative about you know, you know, negative about him in the news. And Baltimore is a hopping city. It's a jumping city. It's clubs, you know, it's all kinds of things going on in Baltimore. So he's never been in any in any kind of in any kind of trouble. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I don't know why it's like that. You know? I
1: do think that the uh, black quarterback, especially coming out of college, like the commentary surrounding uh, that quarterback, is is different than you see with white quarterbacks. But as far as like the correlation between the Jets and their inability to get it right at that position being tied to that, mm-hmm. uh, that's not something that I am going to put any merit in. So uh, D, respect you, my uh, respect you, my G, but. Uh, I, I disagree with that. 800 Back to your phone calls. We'll return. We'll talk about the Knicks as well. Uh, but still a whole lot to do. Giants in action today. About an hour and 15 minutes shy of kickoff. The Jets are off because they already did their losing uh, three days today in, in prime time uh, against the Browns. So still looking at that. Got to talk about uh, this coaching staff. They're coming back. But not a lot of Jet fans are happy about it. So still a whole lot to do. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on
2: 98.7 ESPN.
1: You know how we do. Trying to finish the year strong, right, BJ?
2: Yes, sir. Fin- finish the year strong, man. It's been a great 2023. You know, hope, hope 2024 could be just as beautiful for everybody. And, uh, you know, and the people who had a bad 23, I hope they have a great 24, man.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I want to send love out there to all the people who, you know, holiday season is obviously fun times, rife with joy, positivity, but, you know, you get to this time of the year and, and you're often thinking about people you might have lost, reminiscing, uh, so some, some folks didn't get an opportunity, uh, unfortunately, to make it to the new year, uh, so I want to send love to everyone uh, and their families, but we're here today, we are, are trying our best to usher in the new season with great energy And we are on the program until 2 o'clock this afternoon. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs. Uh, Looks like the Ravens today will be without two of their key starters in the secondary. Kyle Hamilton's dealing with a knee injury. Uh, Brandon Stevens dealing with an ankle injury. That is not ideal when you're going up against the number one passing attack uh, in Miami. No Jalen Waddle, though, for the Dolphins. No Raheem Mostert. Uh, But that's going to be a fun game. Ravens can lock up the number one seed with a victory Today, let's go to uh, Subi in Midtown. What's up, Subi? Hey guys,
5: let's address the elephant in the room with the Giants' offense. You know, Dave will came in here to bring some creativity, and I know they're at, they're at, they're without quarterbacks, but this is what mainly with asking with Mister Brian Jacobs. It's a pleasure to talk to him. I mean, comparison to his Super Bowl teams. What what difference do you see? Because when I was watching those Giants Super Bowl games, I just saw positions by position just like star power and talent everywhere. So do you think the Giants can immediately get that next year? Because that's what it's going to take versus the other teams in the league who even the Lions and Cowboys game, you saw talent everywhere. And I was just wondering, was that Jerry Reese or was that just like you guys in the locker room taking accountability in each position? Because every position on that Super Bowl team was really really good especially the wide receivers and especially you all right thanks take care
2: well i I gotta say i love jerry's right he he didn't draft me uh i I was drafted by ernie of but i do love jerry's a great guy um but drafting and free agency and all that stuff is just a just pissing in the wind man that's, that's it that's all it is I mean he got lucky and got some good guys that came in to play but at the end of the day it's the ownership of the locker room that matters like you can have the type of roster you want you can have star power you can have whatever you want but if you don't have locker room management by your peer then all of that will be gone you know it will be gone you know so we had savvy we had savvy veterans on our team that everybody underneath them respected we cared about how they felt we cared about if, if if they were disappointed in you or not you know we cared about that so uh, you know we played as a team most times and we learned disappointment through uh, like obviously playing throughout the year losing games and not being great I mean both times we won the Super Bowl one time we, you know we was a wild card the next time we we, we, we won a division later on in the year you know it was 10 and 6 and 97 and you know that don't sound like great seasons for uh, you know for super bowl champions but we we took ownership of, of the bs that we put out we you know we held each other accountable you know so i mean we we created star power we created that for ourselves i create i was a fourth round draft pick amah brash was a seventh round draft pick you know we was two of the biggest names on the team we created that but without you know with the help of our teammates you know, you know, respecting us and, 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 and believing in us and trusting us to get our job done. You know, that's where it took us. We took us to the Super Bowl. So it, it's not about, it's not about. It is about uh, sort of star power type thing. But you don't want to go and get star power right out the gate. You know, you want to get some some guys that come in. You know, in that, that you know that it mattered to. Like it it, it mattered to me if, if Strahan wasn't happy with how I did something. And he thought that I could have done better. That that was one of the worst things that you could tell me, BJ. I'm disappointed in, in in how you handled it. You could you could have definitely done better. You know, next next week I need you to I need you to show up a little bit better than you did last week. Cool, got it. It's it's hurts to hear that. So we never want to disappoint one another.
1: Yeah, and so that that camaraderie, that accountability you speak of, you know, got to give uh, love uh, to Tom Coughlin, who obviously was. Uh, the CEO of that operation held things together, and he was excellent for you guys. And then, of course, it helps to have a Hall of Fame quarterback like Eli Manning, who, in the biggest moments, you trusted, right?
2: Like, is he a Hall a di- of Famer? Is Eli Hall of Famer? He's Did you say that? Get in. Yeah, I mean, got- I, a hundred percent. He's got the, like he's got that. the regular season okay.
1: numbers. Uh, he's got the regular season numbers that don't, you know, pop out at you. Don't jump off the page. But when you look at, you know, he's top ten in all these different categories and he's a two-time Super Bowl MVP. Like, that guy doesn't get kept out of the Hall of Fame. So, you know, it's, it's fun sometimes to, you know, debate because Giant fans, of course, get all sensitive when you talk about it. But even me, the Jet fan, can acknowledge that dude's going to the Hall of Fame. Let's hit okay, Jose in Brooklyn. I, oh good. <laughs> yeah, right? So, and you agree, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Let's hit Jose in Brooklyn before we wrap up our number one. What's up, Jose? Hey, good afternoon, Ty,
5: Brandon. Shout out to the company and happy New Year's to you guys. Same here, um,
1: man.
5: No worries. That, and the thing is, I, I don't want to belabor, you know, the previous points, but, you know, I totally understand where you guys come from with the, you know, how certain narratives come out because it, it drove me insane when the Propaganda machine was Justin Fields didn't know how to read defenses and he was always throwing to Garrett Wilson and Olave as soon as they were open, which is what you're taught to do as a quarterback. But you know, hey, you know that, that it's crazy and you know the automatic assumption for another quarterback for who I felt was just pretty much playing backyard football would well, you know he he could, he could play he he could read defenses and he's going to be the Mormon Mahomes and you know etc cetera, etc cetera, et cetera. <laughs> So, you know, it it does, and that's where I do have to put the accountability on the ownership and everything else to see through those narratives and everything. So that's kind of where I do understand a lot of other people's frustrations. Um, But my main point with the Jets was I think that they've had the more disappointing season because we, we, we were told and we thought we were just one quarterback away, but we see with all the subtractions and the additions, we got the gut punch that not only do we have a lot more to do, it looks like we're far from even being a a, a contender and that's something that it's just like, wow. And that's kind of you know, the that that's kind of the misery of the jet Band and why 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 it's so shocking this year. So thank you yeah, for it's it's uh, tough, have a good one.
1: appreciate you, Jose. Happy New Year to you. You you thought you were closer than, than where you actually are. And in a year where it feels wide open because teams disappointed or experienced significant injuries, you could not have finished further away. And now you go into next season. The the three guys you have to put your belief in to fix this thing is uh, our Joe Douglas, who we know has struggled in the draft. Yes, he's hit some home runs, but that offensive line is a mess. A head coach who's now 17-34 and in his coaching career, who many Jet fans will tell you they don't feel great about. And a quarterback who's 40, coming off of a torn Achilles, and next time we see him will be three years removed from the last time he was special. So uh, going into next year won't be the same amount of buzz. But we'll see what happens. Hour number two coming up. Let's talk some Knicks. Let's talk this R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel, Quickly, OG on and OB trade. We'll get into that. Then, of course, get back to the football. It's week 17. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs going until 2 o'clock right here on eight seven ESPN.